Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be with all our listeners again today. This is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ right here in Omaha. And this is Search the Scriptures. And that's not just the name of a program. That's exactly what we do on this program. We study God's Word. We dig deep. We kind of peel the layers of the onion back, so to speak. We look in depth and in detail at what the Scriptures really teach And we try to explain them in a way that is easy to understand and also that makes sense for our daily lives. We want to help you grow in your faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And as you grow in your faith, we want to help you come to God through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Him as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, and surrendering to Him in baptism for the remission of your sins so that you can be reborn spiritually, John 3, verses 3 and 5, so that you can be that new creation from a spiritual perspective that Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, so that you can have that new beginning, that transformation in your life spiritually to begin to walk that new life in Christ. We want to help you along those lines. Now, we encourage you to go to our website, also encourage other people to listen to this program. But we know that not everybody can listen at the times that this program is broadcast over the air, even though it's broadcast several times daily. But you can encourage them, and then you can do this yourself as you have difficulties sometimes with your schedule, being able to tune in at the right times, you can go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the homepage to the podcast button, click on that, and sign up for our podcasting. That is free. It will always be free. And I say again, it is free. It will always be free. Then, whatever device you choose, your smartphone, your computer, laptop, tablet, pad, whatever device you choose, these radio programs will automatically go to that device every day. Again, this is all free. (laughs) The amazing abilities of internet technology. It is amazing. But also you receive a lot more than just these radio programs. You'll get all of our sermons, all of our Bible classes, and you'll receive a great about a 12-minute daily Bible study every day that we call today's Bible class. And what a great way to get us into God's Word every day, just for a few minutes, but to keep us focused, to keep us thinking about our spiritual lives and our relationship with God, to help keep us having a better, more positive and spiritual focus on the day to take on whatever the day might throw at us. So we encourage you to do that and encourage others to do that. Everybody you can, your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. Please do that. You may help somebody get to heaven just by starting to share in these ways. Now we're going to conclude our study today about abundant Christianity. We've been looking at this for quite a few days now. Over the first section of this study, feeding off of what, the, what Jesus said in John chapter 10 and verse 10, I have come that they may have life and that they, have it more, that they may have it more abundantly. So we're talking about 
the Christian life. And the first section of this study, we focused on abundant Christianity from God's perspective, how he blesses us with abundant Christianity. Because we're Christians, those who become Christians, true Christians, according to the New Testament instructions as to how to be a Christian, God blesses us with abundant spiritual blessings as a Christian. Provides us with so many special blessings that are there just for those in Christ. As Paul puts it in Ephesians 1 and verse 3, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And there's the qualifier. We've got to be in Christ. We've got to be a Christian to receive these very special spiritual blessings. Forgiveness, redemption, salvation, adoption by God into his family, the blessing of being able to pray to him openly with confidence that he's always there, always listening, and he will answer. To be, to be saved and sealed with the Holy Spirit, to be again redeemed, and, and the list goes on and on. And we looked at a whole bunch of those spiritual blessings with which God blesses us as we've become Christians, being a part of his family being a part of the church. So that's abundant Christianity from the perspective of God blessing us with abundant Christianity. Now, in this section, we've been looking at abundant Christianity. Again, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So we're talking now about the abundant Christian life as we live it before others. We need to be examples to everybody around us. And let me tell you, people all over the world need so desperately to see Christianity in action. And so we need to live that abundant Christian life before them, not to glorify ourselves, but to glorify God and to have a good, positive, spiritual influence on the people around us that prayerfully and hopefully will motivate them to become Christians. Because Christianity is the only way to eternal life. The only way. Now let's look. We've talked about how we need to live the abundant Christian life. How we need to abound in real hope. and We need to exhibit that hope in our lives We need to be a positive influence. Too many Christians, they just, they don't look like they're happy Christians. And that can be a turnoff for other people. We need to abound, visibly abound in the hope that we have. And not just a wild dream or an unrealistic wish, but the realization, the expectation of eternal life in heaven with God. And because of that hope, we should abound in joy. We should be a happy people, a joyful people. And we're so blessed that we should abound in thanksgiving to God, thanking him for all of the blessings with which he blesses us. Our love should abound, and we should be a great example of Christian love to everybody around us. And we need to abound in faith, in speech, 
in knowledge, in diligence, in love, and in the grace of giving. And we need to abound in good works. Now we started looking at this particular area of abundant Christianity in our lives last time as we were concluding. Let me go back and read again 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8. And here the Apostle Paul writes this. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. God can provide for us abundantly to be able to do all the good works that he wants us to do as Christians, serving him, living our lives for him and walking with him. And being those good, positive Christian examples to everybody around us who has yet to become a Christian, but also to other Christians who need to see abundant Christianity in our lives. You see, there are many weak Christians out there, and we need to be good examples before them to encourage them to grow in their faith and dedication and commitment in their spiritual lives. Abundant in good works. Some people, they, they think we're saved by grace. There's nothing we're supposed to do. I, I don't think they really believe that fully, if you really pin them down and start asking them specific questions. But they'll say there's nothing that we can do to save ourselves. Well, we cannot do anything to save ourselves. We're saved only by the grace of God. But God expects us to come to him actively faithfully, obediently, and not just for salvation initially, but in living the Christian life abundantly once we become Christians. In Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, Paul said, By grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. And people will say, see right there, you're talking about we need to abound in good works. Well, that's what we read in the scriptures back there in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. That's God's word. So God is telling us he wants us to abound in good works. So we need to understand that Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 is not telling us that we're not supposed to be abundant in good works. We cannot earn our salvation, though. We cannot do enough good works to obligate God to give us salvation. Only by his grace are we saved. But he expects us to come to him in faith and obedience. Jesus became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, Hebrews 5 and verse 9. But then right after verse 9 in Ephesians chapter 2, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Now that would mean becoming Christians. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that that we should walk in them. So God expects us to be working Christians. 
not just complacent Christians, not just sitting around Christians, he expects us to be working Christians. We go back to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Let's look at verse at chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 14 this time. And here Paul writes, But by an equality that now at this time your abundance may supply your lack, that their abundance also may supply your lack, that there may be equality. Now, so Paul is saying here, your abundance needs to be active. We need we need to, God it blesses us with, with many blessings, and we need to be actively using those blessings to his glory. Now, part of that will be in serving others where they lack. But also then they, as Christians, ought to be serving us in their abundance where we lack. But you see, that's active again. That's working Christianity. When we look at what James wrote in James chapter 2, and boy, this is a classic text on what faith really is. Many people, they, they think it's just believing. That's not all that faith is. James says in James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Dead. Someone will say, you have faith, I have works. And then James says, show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. In other words, James is saying, Faith is active. Faith is working. Faith works. That's part of what faith is. Not just believing, it's working. He goes on in verse 19. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. So somebody who might say, all you have to do is believe. Well, what about the demons? They believe. Are they saved? But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? There's the second time he says it. He uses Abraham as an example. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect? And there's the lesson for us. Faith is not just believing. Faith is belief connected to works. And faith, what does he say? By works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. But what was the setting there? He did what God told him to do, actively. Verse 24 in James chapter 2 goes on and says, You see, then, that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. You know that's the only time in the entire New Testament that the phrase faith only is found? Right there in James 2 in verse 24. The only time faith only is found. A lot of people, they believe in faith only. They teach faith only. They insist on faith only. <clears throat> That's the only time it's found. James 2 and verse 24. And it is preceded by two other words. Not by. 
faith only. You need to get that. Not by faith only. And then in verse 26, James writes, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. That's three times that he says directly that faith without works is dead. But he goes into much more depth when he talks about faith being perfected by works and using Abraham as, as an example of putting his faith into action through works in serving God and obeying God. So we need to be active, working Christians. That's part of our abundant Christianity that the world needs to see in us. And then we'll look at one more. One more example, an earmark of abundant Christianity as we're supposed to live it before others and before God. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. And this is the last verse in Peter's second recorded letter in Scripture. 2 Peter 3 and verse 18. And here Peter writes, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Grow in grace. Now we've also seen, we've already seen how we're to abound in knowledge. Now Peter says grow in grace. We can understand that as being basically equivalent to we need to abound in grace. God's grace abounds toward us and we need to abound in grace ourselves. People ought to be able to see the grace of God in the way we live our lives. We need to live abundant Christianity. That needs to be what we are and who we are. Abundant Christianity. The world needs that a whole lot more than they need some kind of agreement on climate change or peace treaties between nations or you can name anything else that seems to be in view and in vogue and popular as something that we're supposed to seek after in our culture and in the the nations around the world. Now all those things may be fine in and of themselves but they're not going to get us to heaven. They're not going to get us to heaven. We need to abound in Christianity because only through Christianity can we get to heaven. The world needs to see what everybody in the world really needs in order to make their lives successful to the ultimate degree. And that's only going to be achieved if they get to heaven. They need to see Christianity in us. Abundant Christianity. People who, not just, who don't just talk about Christ, who don't just call themselves Christians, but people who live the life of Christianity abundantly. What did Paul say again? I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ 
who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. You see, we're talking about total dedication, total commitment to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Or we could say to God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that commitment, God needs to be the governor and controller of our lives. Abundant Christianity. God offers us that as we become Christians, blesses us with it, but then we need to live the abundant Christian life. Be abundant Christians. Exhibit abundant Christianity as we go about our daily walk every day on a consistent basis. We need to learn the lesson. We need to live the life. People need to see that in us because people are lost all around us and they need to see the better way, the way of Christianity. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Let's help people find that abundant life in Christ. Pray with me. Father, thank you for helping us to learn. Thank you for giving us the way laid out in your word so that we can have the abundant life in Christ. Help us to live the life of abundant Christianity before others to your glory, but also to help them find that abundant life themselves. Because without it, they're lost, and you want them to be saved, and so do we. Guide us and use us in this way, please. And please, God, we pray, please forgive us. And gracious Father, we come to you in this prayer, through Christ's name, amen.